The 2022-23 regular season Bruins were nowhere to be found last night as they lost 6-3 to the Florida Panthers in a game that tied the series as it now heads to Florida where they will play in game three, possibly still without Patrice Bergeron. We're going to talk about it all today on this latest episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, April 20th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on the podcast, going to be breaking down game two with a very good friend of the podcast. Before we do, I want to remind you that you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram at Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now, last night's game was so painful to watch, and I just could not discuss it on my own. So today on the podcast, great friend of the show, your favorite lacrosse expert and part-time NHL contributor. It is Sarah Griffin back on the podcast. What is up, Sarah? How are you today? You know, I've been better. <laughs> Was hoping <laughs> we'd be why. discussing on better terms. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. I, I do too. I, I wish we were talking about a win, but here we are. <laughs> and right off the top, just seeing... We'll talk about changes for game three later on, but Fluto Shinzawa of The Athletic quoting Jim Montgomery as saying, the Bruins don't know if Patrice Bergeron is going to travel with the team at least for game three. So that is not encouraging at all. Uh, He did skate on his own this morning like he did yesterday, but uh, clearly – as much as I said yesterday that the Bruins should be fine without Bergeron against the Panthers, they were not last night. Um, what were your overall impressions watching game two last night, Sarah? What were your thoughts on on the Bruins as a whole? Well, just speaking to that Bergeron, maybe not traveling point, you know, yesterday I said, oh, you know, keep him out as long as possible. Like be as precautionary mm. as needed. Like you won game <laughs> one without him. You could do it without him. Like yep. be smart about it now. Not even the fact that like they lost so many face-offs like that as kind of whatever to me last night in terms of the whole grand team and things. I think that was like the least of their problems to focus on. It's the yep. way that they unraveled in that third period mm-hmm. and just did not, they didn't look like themselves. You know, it was sloppy play throughout the whole game. But that just was, like, such an uncharacteristic third period by them. Like, you could tell, like, frustrations were really growing over. And I think that is a time where you need Bergeron there to kind of steer the group straight. And they didn't have that. And it was very obvious. You know, I think 
we all understand how important like Bergeron's leadership is, but then it's like games like that where it's like, yeah, mm. <laughs> he's really missed right now. A hundred percent. Like going into the third period, it was tied at two. You're like, Hey, here come the third period Bruins. They're going to get it done on home ice. And then like, 30 seconds into the period, they give up a goal and then it just went really downhill from there. Like the worst third period I've seen from that team. And I don't remember how long. And, you know, after the game, I think uh, Jim Montgomery categorized their turnovers that they had as catastrophic, which is kind of putting it mildly. I think they had <laughs> last I checked, they had like 15 turnovers. Yeah. Which I think is, it's 15. Yeah. <laughs> I looked this morning. They did have, they were like one of the teams most prone to turnovers this season. I think they had like nine per 60, but that still is a huge jump up to 15. And Mm -hmm. obviously in the third period, their game got away from them. For me, it wasn't like that they lost. It's really how they lost this game. I was expecting a guy like Nick Foligno to step up and, kick them in the butt or Brad Marchand or somebody to mm-hmm. take leadership here. Maybe Montgomery should have taken a timeout. Um, it was just really disappointing, like how they lost, not the fact that they did lose. Uh, and that kind of speaks to what you were saying about missing Berger on there. No, a hundred percent. And I feel like with Marshawn, after that shorthanded goal from him, it seemed like it really fired them up, got them back mm-hmm. into it. You know, Marshawn is one of those veteran presence on the team. It seemed like it was getting everyone back into it, but then whatever like energy they got from that just did not translate into that third period whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't even understand. We're going to talk in a moment about like what they can learn from this and lessons, but the thing that, really got me was that Montgomery said the number one lesson you learn is how hard it is to win in the playoffs. And it's like, how do you, how do you not know that already? Like, how do you, how is that not at the top of your mind heading into this game? They played okay. in game one came out with the win and mm-hmm. then you have an opportunity to win on home ice once again. And it's like probably your worst game of the season. Like how, I don't, I just can't understand how they didn't already know that or didn't, uh, it's just baffling to me how, how really poor they played, especially in the third period. Really disappointing. Like that first game, I feel like there were people saying, you know, like, oh, the Bruins are getting outplayed. And I even feel like they're getting outplayed in that first game. I think the Panthers are just a lot, they were a lot faster in that Mm -hmm. first game. Yeah, And, you know, the Panthers are a team, like, Bruins fans know that we had trouble with them in the regular mm-hmm. season. They're one of the few teams that actually gave us, like, trouble. They're not anyone to underestimate by any means. Yeah, But then this game, like, don't get me wrong, Lions a great goalie, but it's not like we're getting goalied by any means. Yeah. Like, they're getting solid shots off, and, like, mm-hmm. they, it's not a shortage of that or anything. It's just the Bruins played such a careless, sloppy game that they beat themselves. Like, the Panthers looked good last night, but the Bruins yeah. also just looked by far the worst they've looked all season, I think. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, I tweeted this morning, they weren't going to go 17 and 0 or whatever. <laughs> There's going to be losses that come up. For me, it wasn't that they dropped a game to the Panthers, but it's how they did it, which was really discouraging. And we'll talk more about what the Bruins can learn from this and what they were saying after the game. 
but first, a quick word about one of today's sponsors, which is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it is also very good for you. I don't know how they do it, but they managed to put together this amazing tasting protein bar that has great macros. Uh, something exciting is coming to built.com on April 22nd. Don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is legit and it's something you don't want to miss. If you know how built works again, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world and they have amazing flavor drops with un- with limited quantity. So mark your calendars, head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I am so excited to see what the new flavor is. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you will get 15% off your order. And uh, thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Free and available on your favorite podcast app. For everyday listeners tomorrow on the show, obviously there will be a full preview of Game 3. And... uh, also, I might go live on YouTube following Game 3. It's a Friday night. Probably have a couple adult beverages in the tank, so it'll be fun to break down, hopefully, a bounce-back win for the Bruins live on YouTube. All right, Sarah, so let's talk about what the Bruins can learn. I talked about how Montgomery said the one lesson you learn is how hard it is to win in the playoffs. I think, I mean... I've known that since I was like four years old. Everybody knows it's difficult to win in the playoffs, so that shouldn't be news. Hampus Lindholm said it shows that the Panthers were hungrier than us in a way. Again, boggles my mind how that could be possible when the Bruins have been this good and have this opportunity in front of them. Um, One of the things, apart from turnovers, was – doing a better job at breaking the puck out. And Mm -hmm. that's something that Brad Marchand mentioned, uh, which leads to the question as to whether or not we should see some changes on the blue line. I'm all for Matt Grizzlick being in for game three. I turn that over to you. What are your thoughts on uh, putting him in the lineup and who should come out? Do you think? Oh yeah. I'm a big proponent of getting Grizzlick in the lineup, you know, I think he's one of the best skaters on the blue line in general. And then just because that was such a huge issue last night, like I can't think of any other guy who could step into that role better. But then mm-hmm. it does beg a question of like, who are you taking out right now? I'm leaning towards Forbert mm-hmm. as like, obviously the most invalid, like his value on the PK like speaks for itself, yeah. but it's not like that was a major issue. Whereas mm-hmm. like, so many of those like sloppy plays came and not being able to break out of our own zone. So like clearly something has changed. I know Montgomery said himself like that changes are going to come. You would have to yeah. think Grizzly at least gets a shot. I don't know if for sure it'd be forward, but that's like just who the first person that pops in my mind was. But yeah, I yep. think Grizzly definitely has earned his shot in, especially seeing how the play looked on the defensive end. Yeah, for sure. I think Montgomery even said, he was asked about changes for game three and he said that it gives him pause to think about changes everywhere up and down the lineup. I doubt we'll see like sweeping changes, but uh, if Bergeron's still out, we could see 
maybe well first of all Thomas Noshik I haven't seen anything yet but he could be getting a call for uh that elbow late on one of the stalls I think it was yeah anyways love to see it not a huge stall (laughs) fan uh but thinking forward wise maybe Nick Foligno goes out maybe put in some energy from Jacob Lauco or AJ Greer what do you think Mm -hmm. about that I, I really like Lauko's game, especially. I'd like to see him in there just to mm. try and change things up, see if that shifts the energy at all. Uh, yeah. I'm very high on him. I'd be open to that. Yeah, mm. like you said, like I don't think we'll see any like crazy major changes, but maybe just again on one of those uh, bottom lines, seeing a different guy slot in to see if that shifts the energy at all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a couple of guys who stepped up near the end to try to shift the energy Trent Frederick got into it with Lomberg and he was really, I think I saw this morning. He was like screaming about him after the game saying that he was choked by Lomberg or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi was mixing it up too. Unabashed, huge Tyler Bertuzzi fan. Um, Side note, (laughs) I saw uh, his partner on Instagram this morning posted just the cutest picture of Bertuzzi with his young child this morning, which really helped <laughs> to put things in perspective. He's smiling. He's hanging out with his baby. Not too worried. Neither should we be, I guess. But um, what are your thoughts uh, on Tyler Bertuzzi and what he has brought to to the Boston Bruins so far? I love Tyler Bertuzzi. There's not <laughs> yeah. a player I think that we've got at the trade deadline that I've ended up loving as much as like, a hot minute like this and he's just like built for the playoffs it's awesome mm-hmm. to see you know you didn't really know what to expect from him because he hasn't been in any playoff experience and he mm-hmm. does have that like you know he has the typical nitty-gritty like boston mentality like definitely someone that you're like yeah that guy's meant to be a bruin and it mm-hmm. shows he's definitely yep. been one of the highlights of this series so far by far 100 yeah, i had the privilege of watching him win an OHL championship here in Guelph, like 2014, I think. And then he won a Calder Cup with Grand Rapids. And uh, he is definitely seizing his first uh, taste of NHL playoff action. I think he, yeah, he's leading the Bruins with two goals tied with, no, sorry, Marshawn has two goals. Bergeron has not played. Bertuzzi. One goal, two assists, leads the Bruins with three points and also 14 penalty minutes he leads the Bruins with. Uh, so Checks out. Yeah. I said that before the series too. Like A lot of people were talking about Matthew Kachuk being a rat, disturbing things. But the Bruins have a guy like that like on every line. And Bertuzzi, <laughs> Bertuzzi and Kachuk, I think even – had that exchange last night where they were swinging their sticks at each other. (laughs) And uh, he's been, yeah, he's been so good. And I hope they can somehow resign him. Although it might mean having to trade Taylor Hall, who scored last night, late goal didn't really mean much, but uh, for me, he's a guy who could be an X factor in this series. Uh, Just the third line in general. Did you uh, notice Taylor Hall at all last night, and how do you think he could contribute to the Bruins here uh, in game three and moving forward? 
See, I feel like through the first two games, Taylor Hall like quietly has been doing a lot of the little things really mm-hmm. well. He's just not showing up on the stat sheet. Like he yeah. needs to be more aggressive. You know, like it's like it just speaks to the depth of the Bruins when you have yeah. Taylor Hall on your third line. But it's only doing so much when, like, yeah, it's great. Like, he's definitely very pass happy. He definitely was in the first yeah, game. Yeah. And he got, a, like, a few shots off last night. You know, got that empty net goal, which, again, didn't mean much. But yeah. I just would like to see him, like, like your Taylor Hall. That's how I really like, keep viewing him. Like, don't take the backseat. Like, really, like, you have that leadership. You have that experience. Like, yeah. put it into motion. Because he can be such an impactful player if he's just, like, getting more aggressive, I think. But I do think that he has been, like, doing a lot of the little things well mm, that, yeah. again, aren't really being picked up on. It's just, like, putting the whole thing together now. Yeah, 100%. I uh, I really liked his game last night. He had a couple opportunities. And, uh, yeah, I'd really like that, – that's, that's what's so frustrating to me about last night is that, like, nobody really stepped up and tried to – get them going. I always think back to the Nick Felino speech at the winter classic where he's like, you know, seize this moment. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I was sure that that was going to translate into the playoffs. And it was just super disappointing to, to not see that happen last night and, and to see them let the game get away from them like that. Uh, So I'm just, I'm not feeling that great right now um about the i know because some people are like oh you know like they need that reality check but it's like you don't get the reality check when you're already in the pl- like that's supposed to come a while ago exactly like, they yeah. had some losses in the regular season it's like okay we're not just gonna bulldoze over yeah. all our opponents and like you've seen the panthers enough in the regular season you know they've given you trouble you know what to expect yeah so it's just like okay you're just like playing sloppy and lazy like that has nothing to do with the Panthers outplaying them again yeah. like Panthers played 100%. really well last night but then the Bruins just completely did not show up yeah oh boy and uh I think this is a real big moment for uh Jim Montgomery I'm gonna talk about that here in a moment but another quick word about uh another one of today's sponsors which is eBay Motors Now, a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. We should be seeing that with the Bruins, but the same thing applies to your vehicle. For parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. You can stay in the game with eBay. They have a guaranteed fit. Visit ebaymotors.com. They have over 122 million parts to choose from, and you will be back on the road in no time. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply, but do visit ebaymotors.com today to find the right part for your vehicle. And thank you so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube. Uh, So smash that subscribe button so that you do not miss a thing. And we are back with Sarah Griffin breaking down game two, looking ahead to game three. And I just saw this um, 
quote from Jim Montgomery just from this morning. This is via Ty Anderson, who we all know and love from 98.5. Montgomery said, quote, for me right now, I'm excited about where we're going to go. Like we lose last night and everyone is the sky is falling, but we're not going to heaven. Oh, sorry. We're going to heaven. Wait, hold on. Let me start over. People are saying the sky is falling. We're not going to heaven. We're going to hell. Very strong words. That's what people are saying. If you look on Twitter this morning, but for Jim Montgomery quote, when we get an opportunity to get better, you take it. Playoffs aren't easy, but you become so much better. Your resolve, your resiliency. This is where you get tested. This is where I feel we have the right people in our dressing room to do that. End quote. Completely agree with what Jim Montgomery is saying. For me, like we've been saying, Sarah, we would have liked to have seen that last night <laughs> instead of uh, after this kind of embarrassing loss. Uh, and, you know, Jim Montgomery has been amazing all season long. Jack Adams trophy winner, definitely coming up. Uh, but this is probably his first real big test uh, mm-hmm. for – the Bruins making some adjustments, not as easy on the road. We talked about maybe Grizzly coming in, Lauka coming in. Do you think he goes as far as uh, turning to Jeremy Swayman in net, or do you think Linus has done enough to uh, to keep him in for, for game three? See, I was thinking about this earlier because I was kind of 50-50 on the idea. I think you just stick with Linus for yeah. this upcoming game. But – I don't know, because by no means was that loss on Linus Olmark. You know, no. I think he's looked he looked good in the first period, especially. You just need to make sure you get that effort out of him the whole time. But again, it's not his lack of effort. You know, the blue line is like non-existent. So. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think you just stick with Linus. Mm-hmm. I probably lean that way, too. A lot of people were talking coming into the playoffs about like a rotation. Uh, I think the Wild they went with that and started yeah. last night after winning game one, completely Absurd. backfired on them. Yeah. <laughs> so I say stick with Linus unless they lose again. And it's like, clearly he's not looking too good, yeah. but um, I think, yeah, you don't need to, to reinvent that wheel too much. Um, and hopefully Bergeron can come back at least for Game four, just looking ahead, how? what's your confidence level after game two about this series in particular? Do you still think they uh, – I had said coming into it, Boston in five. I had hoped they would take the first two games at home, maybe lose one in Florida and then win in game five. Um, maybe now we're looking at six games. What are your projections for the series? Do you still think Boston has the upper hand here? I do feel like I'm still very confident in them. I think it's very clear just like looking at the big picture that they are the better team, you know, and not even just like based off seating. Just again, there's a reason that they set all these records. Um, I do think that we've seen like when they have had that like kick in the butt that they respond to it like instantly very well. So I'm hoping that's what's yeah. going to happen now with game three. Like I know they've said throughout the season, like we don't lose two games in a row. That's just not what the team does. Mm-hmm. So 
again, like this was such a kick in the butt that it's like, all right, this reality check probably should have come a while ago. Yeah. I don't know why that's like just coming now, but I do think that they have that like team mentality. Like if there's any team that can just really like rally after a loss, it's this one. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to let themselves get embarrassed. Knock on wood. <laughs> two games yeah. in a row. Yeah. I think, I hope you're right for sure. I was just looking back at, at the regular season when they lost to Florida, um, like they lost 5-2 to Florida in November. Then they went off and beat Carolina, Tampa, Colorado, three games in a row, mm-hmm. lost to Vegas in a shootout, and then beat Colorado once again. So a real bounce back mentality there for the Bruins. Um, they lost to Florida in January in overtime. The next game they lost to Carolina, but then they beat Toronto the game after that. Um, so yeah, the first chunk was a bit more uh, encouraging, but the fact is, like you said, they have shown that bounce back ability all season long. Linus Allmark has been strong coming off a loss, which was rare this season. And uh, I hope that tomorrow night will indeed be a win, but I do think it's probably going to be a six game series, at least at this point. Yeah, yeah, I would agree um, with that. Before we wrap up, quick thoughts on were you able to watch any of the Toronto Tampa series? Uh, who do you think's gonna gonna take that one? Uh, I did watch that first game. <laughs> <laughs> I so I'm pretty sure I did this last year too. I was like, no, no, like this is the year. Like as much as you yeah. say, Toronto's going to get over the hump, and yeah. I have been getting over the hump again in seven games. But when you open a series like that, it's yeah. <laughs> and now they're without bunting, like yeah, 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 exactly, oof. yeah. I don't know if you saw uh, Kadri on Twitter last night. Like <laughs> someone compared it. A guy from TSN compared bunting to him, and he's like, "Leave me out of this, man. I've been gone for a while now, and he's won won a cup." Yeah, I don't blame him. I feel like please. Yeah. Especially yeah, Toronto just, media, like, yeah, do not involve me. Exactly. Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> um, before I let you go, always like to ask what else you're enjoying. Is there any shows these days that you are uh, – that you're into? What's keeping you busy apart from lacrosse and hockey these days? Uh, I'm a big Ted Lasso fan, so I've yep, been watching okay. all season three. And then – Abbott Elementary, actually, their season finale was last night, and mm. I watched that every single week, too. So those are the two shows. Have you – I haven't watched the newest TED because it just came out yesterday, and I was watching hockey. Overall, I haven't been loving the season as much. Is that is that a hot take, or is it kind of a common thing? No, I'd have to agree. And I feel like it's so hard to say just because like the first two seasons of Ted Lasso were just so, so good that it's hard mm. to follow it up. I don't yeah. know what's happened. It's just, it's not even bad television by any means. I feel like it's just mm. kind of lost. It's uh, yeah. like wholesome. <laughs> I don't the, really know. I don't know what it is. I don't remember the episodes being as long either. Is that, they're like 50 yeah, I think they've gotten minutes a little an hour. Longer. They're turning it into like a like succession dramedy or something. It's, <laughs> An HBO. Feel, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say though that uh, Jamie Tart is by far one of my favorite characters on television. He is so funny. 
He's like, hilarious. He's growing yeah. on me. I love his accent. <laughs> the one episode where he's like, they were in the sewer and he was like, poopy, poopy. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> yep, that's a good one. I love, I do still enjoy Ted Lasso. And uh, same people who made that made that show Shrinking on Apple TV. If you haven't watched that yet, I highly recommend that. It's very, very I know. I've known a few people I've watched that told me I should watch it because yeah. I would probably like it. So I have to give that a try. Especially now that I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the first season of that a lot more than this current season of uh, of Ted Lasso for sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sarah, thank you so much for taking some time to chat. We will hopefully connect again, maybe in round two, three, hopefully four. We'll see how things go. So. Uh, but where can people find your lacrosse coverage, and where can they find you on Twitter as well? Yeah. So everything I put all my articles all my work is all on my twitter it's skg underscore 18 very cool well thanks so much sarah and uh thanks everybody for tuning in to this sobering game to <laughs> recap hopefully things are better in game three and uh we will talk to you again here tomorrow with the full preview of that game here on locked on boston ruins part of the locked on podcast network your favorite team every single day <laughs>